the first couple of chapters in Habakkuk, he explains about what is happening in Israel and says that uh, the Babylons is even worse than Israel. And God keeps telling Habakkuk that he's watching and listening to what's happening. Um, in chapter 3, Habakkuk's prayer and Habakkuk is making pleads with God. And when God comes, everyone will listen and God will save his people from all evil. Habakkuk, the story, is telling that the world is a bad place, but if we trust in the Lord, he will save us from all the evil in this world. Why I think people should read this book. Um, if you're struggling with faith in the Lord, I think this book will really help you with like trusting in the Lord and faith. It definitely brought my faith up with the Lord when I read this book. Um, a couple of chapters I want to go to is chapter 1, verse 6 in Habakkuk. Um, it was It's saying, I will raise up the Babylons. God is saying this to Habakkuk that the Babylons will save Israel. Um, now we can turn to verse uh, chapter 2, verse 4, please. Um, now there's a verse in this that carries on for four chapters. Um, behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And now can we please turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 17, please? Romans 1, verse 17, it says, uh, it says this three times, um, in, the, in the righteous of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now can we go to Galatians 3, verse 11, please? but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Now, can we please turn to the last chapter, Hebrews 10, verse 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. That's, uh, that's the end of my presentation. Thank you, Dan. That's great. So I'll, I'll open it up for questions or comments on the book of Habakkuk. So sorry, I missed the um, one when we started recording. I sort of missed the first maybe minute of what you said, Dan. So um, yeah. that Habakkuk was complaining about what was going on. Yeah. In Israel, I just want to make sure that people listening to the recording know what you said at the start. Who's complaining yeah. about things that were going on? Do you, do you want me to like, uh, do you like me to read it again? Uh, maybe that first bit. Yeah, just in yeah, sure. the book. Yeah. Um, so it says, uh, the book of Habakkuk, also called the prophecy of Habakkuk, the major theme in the book of Habakkuk is trying to grow faith with God and trust in God. Habakkuk is explaining his struggle with God and why there is so much evil, but God is real and he's trying to explain to the people, but there is no listen, listening and they're uh, getting drunk and doing sin while Habakkuk is explaining God. In the first couple of chapters of Habakkuk, he explained, uh, complains about what, hap what is happening in Israel and says that the Babylon, uh, Babylon is even worse than Israel. And God keeps telling Habakkuk that he is watching and listening to what's happening. Cool. That's the Thanks, yeah, so in those first few verses, he's really just crying out to God, isn't he? Like um, verse 2 of chapter 1, how long shall I cry and thou wilt not hear? 
I yeah. cry out unto thee, violence, and thou dost not say, Lord, look what's going on around me, and why aren't you changing it? Why aren't you making it better? Yeah. And then that verse you referred us to, Dan, where um, verse 6, God says, well, actually, I am doing something about it. I'm raising up the Babylonians, yeah. and the Babylonians are going to come, and they're going to clean the city for me. Have a cook, don't worry. All this yeah. violence, all of this idolatry, the Babylonians, I'll get them to clean it up. Um, yeah. And that's when they they come and they take Daniel and they yeah. take those three other boys and they take the, uh, the rest of Judah captive. Um, so, you, Dan, you were saying about the um, about the book's theme is trusting on trusting in God, yeah. uh, growing in faith with God. Yeah. Um, Habakkuk's name, so his yeah his name means to embrace or to hold on tight. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what he does in the book. Um, in spite of everything that's going on around him, he clings on to God. And yeah, that's the meaning of his name. Any other comments or questions on Habakkuk? Is it a righteous complaint? Like it's a bit like Job, if you know what I mean. Like it's, yeah, that's my question. Is it a righteous complaint? I think so. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, he's definitely not blaming God in, in any way that's un, unrighteous. I think this is characteristic of, um, of many of the Psalms in, in pleading with God. Um, and it's, it's a man who knows the will of God and the heart of God towards his people. And when he doesn't see God's will being performed in front of him, he's asking God why. Um, and he's asking for God's intervention. Now, in his mind, I guess in his mind, he's thinking, well, God's not doing enough. And maybe that's something that's, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm not prying into what was in his heart. Only God can see that. But that's sometimes something that we feel. Well, maybe you're not doing enough. But the Lord taught him a lesson here and teaches us a lesson that he was doing something completely invisible to Habakkuk. He was raising up the, the Chaldeans or the, the Babylonians, and the Babylonians were not within eyesight. In, in, at the start of Chapter 2, Habakkuk climbs up to the watchtower, and I, I'm guessing he's looking out to see if there's you know, a cloud of smoke from horses and chariots coming their way. But God tells him, well, this is not going to happen right now. This is going to happen soon, but it's not happening right now. Get down and write it on the walls, write it on tablets so that the people who read it can run, um, can flee. So I think that's the start of chapter two. So the start of chapter two is, it says, I'll stand upon my watch and see what will happen, basically. And then God tells him, well, um, go write the vision on tablets that he may run that reads it. That's in verse two. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Like it's going to happen, but it's, it's not right now. So don't waste your time sitting here watching. Go tell people. That's really what God told him. But yeah, I'm sorry to answer your question, Hannah. That, yeah, it was a righteous complaint. Sure. I really enjoy um, reading this book. And actually, one of my favorite verses is in chapter 2, uh, verse 20. Uh, who says, 
but the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. And it's interesting um, what Daniel says. Um, is faith in the Lord, even when we don't see things. And it's true what Michael says about the Babylonian empire, which was coming to um, as, as a judgment to, to Judah. And perhaps we can say something similar right now. Like we can cry it out to, to God and say, God, why there is violence, iniquity, trouble, plundering, violence, strife, contention, and all those words that we find in chapter one. But it reminds me um, something which, which says in, in Second Peter um, in, in chapter three, how and it's, it's similar to what, all the other minor prophets says how our Lord is slow to anger and he's patient to sinners. And um, I mean, the, the Lord is, is desiring for everyone who is a sinner to repent and to come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. And it's, it's beautiful. It says in, in second Peter chapter three, how, uh, the Lord is not as lack concerning his promise, chapter 3, verse 9, as some count as lockness, as lockness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so many times the Lord warned the, the people of Judah concerning his sin and his iniquities, uh, but they didn't hear the word of, of God. And then the last result was the judgment to um the babylonian empire but right now we can say well there is violence there is there is injustice and there is evil in the world um but we trust in that god which is in heaven who one day will judge the world but right now there is an open door for everyone who is a sinner to repent and to trust in the lord jesus so it's 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 beautiful to compare the patience of the lord with his love and his uh, justice as well so it's 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 beautiful how in the book of Habakkuk we can we can see that like faith in the Lord um he's in in heaven he's in control of everything and we can trust in him there's a pretty famous verse that Dan highlighted to us in um chapter 2 verse 4 um, the just shall live by his faith and yeah Dan read us those three locations in the new testament where it's found it's used by the apostle paul three times and it's a pretty amazing thing for habakkuk to say i guess on face level total face level um basically god's reassuring habakkuk that he's not just going to destroy the righteous with the wicked when babylon comes to the city he's not just going to wipe out everyone because that was the concern of habakkuk he reads he, well, it's spoken of these Babylonians, what they do. Um, they basically, they, they fly as an eagle that hastens to devour. They come, all of them, with violence. The crowd of their faces is forwards. They gather captives as the sand. They scoff at kings, so on and so forth. They basically wipe the land clean. The Babylonians had a reputation for going in and totally destroying a place. And so... I guess naturally Habakkuk would have been concerned and say, Lord, well, 
you know, what, what's going to happen to the good people here? But the Lord says to him that the just shall live by his faith. The Lord knows all of those that are faithful to him. He's not a God that just arbitrarily says, right, I'm wiping everyone here out. Um, with Sodom, he saved Lot. Um, we know what happens with the Babylonian captivity. We've talked about um, Jeremiah, for example, at the end of his life, he's given the choice. We talk, there's, there's a number of people in that book that um, they're not taken captive by Babylon. Um, he preserves the, um, the young men that go to Babylon, uh, Daniel and his friends and Ezekiel um, and many others, many others that we don't know of. But he knows the ones who trust in him. Um, but for the New Testament application of this verse, it's a foundation. Um, life is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to live, then you live by faith. Our justification is on the principle of faith. What Galatians says, um, trusting in the Lord, and um, what Dan's told us the theme of this book is, what Habakkuk's name means, trusting in God, clinging on to God. Um, that's faith, having faith in God, um, and that's how we live. That's how we get life. And I don't, I don't want us to leave this book just without making a comment about chapter three. Um, like how beautiful this guy who's like, he's struggling with what's going on around him and then he's pleading with God and then God tells him, well, I'm going to send this enemy to come in and wipe out the city. Um, and that he finishes with a prayer of praise. It's a song. It's like a psalm. It's got a title like a psalm. It's written in poetry and it's beautiful. He says something really beautiful in uh, the end of verse 2 of chapter 3. He says, in wrath, remember mercy. Um, he pleads with the Lord to, to be merciful, even in bringing in judgment upon the city. He knows the heart of God, and that is the heart of God. Even in wrath, he is merciful. Um, and the last few verses of the psalm, uh, these are pretty famous verses. There are songs in various languages written around these verses um, from verse 17 for though the fig tree shall not blossom neither shall fruit be on the vines he's saying in spite of anything that goes on in spite of what you do as a result of bringing these babylonians in in spite of whatever happens around me um, the lord's my strength and he makes my feet like hind's feet he will make me to walk upon high places. He was going to say, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm going to cling on to the Lord. I'm going to trust in the Lord. That's the meaning of his name. And he finishes the book instead of complaining to God, which he does at chapter one. In the, at the end of the book, he's praising God. And he's saying, Lord, you're in control. Daniel reminded us of that verse, similar to Job. I put my mouth, my hands on my mouth. I cover my lips. And I'm going to trust what you're doing. Um, and he, he praises God in the end.